and welcome to the Pac-Man Podcast. Patriotic American citizen, I'm Ted Flint on the BMG Network. Well, all eyes are on Georgia this evening, and the race is tightening up, and Herschel Walker has pulled ahead in that race. 50.5% to Raphael Warnock's 49.5%. So Walker's up by roughly 21,000 votes. And the polls have closed. 61% of the vote has been counted. I'm not going to do the uh, the, the uh, county by county breakdown. Let's suffice it to say it's going to be tight. And in the runoff election, because neither candidate was able to secure 50% on election night, what's different about tonight, there is no libertarian candidate in the race to siphon votes away from Walker. But Walker is leading by, again, 21, 25,000 votes. He's been down by about that many throughout the evening. I think it, I think he stands a good chance of becoming the next senator in, in Georgia, but we'll update it as the evening progresses. Somebody put on Instagram today, and I, I found this to be amusing, how many harvested ballots have already been cast for Warnock? Because there were a million and a half, over a million and a half votes early voting, and most of them are were Democrats. I don't have the exact breakdown, but anyway, so Walker's up by about 21,000 votes. We'll update uh, you on that before the end of this program. During this election cycle, Raphael Warnock, a so-called preacher, has received over $24 million from hundreds of donors, 358,000 donations. But according to this site, America First, none of these people have jobs. Now, I kind of doubt that, but that's a lot of money and a lot of unemployed people. How did he manage to get so much money from so many people and so few jobs? Who knows? But the vast majority of donors are not even from Georgia. That I can believe. And there's something else that's strange about this. Some of the donors who've donated uh, have done so several times. Some donate several times on the very same day. There's got to be a law against that. I'm sure the, the left knows all the uh, the loopholes goings on. But I guess maybe in, in some states it's legal to vote or to donate several times a day. I'm not sure really what the laws are here in New York on donations. They're pretty tight. The uh, governor's race in Arizona, Katie Hobbs has been certified the winner in that race. She's the Democrat. She's the acting secretary of state. And she was in charge of overseeing the election process, which is like asking a a fox to guard the hen house. Multiple people are calling for an investigation into Hobbs. She is, again, the the governor-elect after it was revealed that she colluded with big tech to censor information about the election in which she was on the ballot. That gives the appearance of impropriety. There is a conflict of interest. So the Republican Attorney General nominee, Abe Hamaday's campaign, issued a statement that, quote, the Secretary of State was working with the federal government and big tech to silence free speech and political dissent in an election that she was part of. This needs to be fully investigated. That's from the Republican Attorney General nominee. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Republican from Georgia, I love her. MTG is, she lights it up. She said, quote, this, either a tweet or a quote, the Secretary of State, SOS of Arizona, and Governor Candidate Katie Hobbs used the power of the Arizona Secretary of State to collude with Twitter to unconstitutionally violate First Amendment rights of Americans for her own political gain. This is communism, she called it. Correctly so, in my view. And Hobbs cannot be governor. I'm calling for a federal investigation. But again, the federal uh, inv- investigation would be under Joe Biden's administration. So it'd be his, his uh, 
Department of Justice looking into it. Uh, in its report at Just the News that explained Christina Bob, lawyer for Donald Trump for president in 2024, wondered, quote, what else did Katie Hobbs have removed and how much censorship took place under her office? There already have been reports of collusion between the federal government and big tech in which social media companies suppressed opinions disliked by the Biden administration. We know that. We know the FBI asked Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook to suppress the Hunter Biden laptop story leading up to the 2020 presidential election. We know that. And this isn't the first time this has happened. Back, uh, according to this report, again, from um, World Net Daily, Just the News reported in an email uncovered in a First Amendment lawsuit filed in May by Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt and Louisiana AG Jeff Laundrie against Biden for the same type of collusion. So the Republican Party of Arizona also asking for an investigation. I think the tide is beginning to turn. And I think this is going to wind up in the courts anyway. But the party, the Arizona Republican Party said, at a minimum, Arizonians deserve to know what accounts or tweets were censored. The First Amendment was created to protect citizens against government, not the other way around. And that's absolutely true. I mentioned the FBI, a former lawyer for the FBI who approved the FISA warrants to uh, spy on the Donald Trump campaign in 2020, helped to censor the Hunter Biden laptop story. This James Baker, former FBI lawyer involved in, he uh, approved the faulty Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act or the FISA warrant that was used to spy on the Trump campaign, also helped to censor the Hunter Biden laptop story, according to a series of tweets posted by Rolling Stone. I mean, this is this is deep state stuff. These these people are part of the deep state. The FBI is dirty. There are some great individual agents, but the FBI as a, as a, it's no longer the uh, the organization it was under J. Edgar Hoover. I mean, it wasn't completely clean under him either. But this is what's going on here, and it's all to 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 muddy and destroy Donald Trump. The FBI, the Justice Department, they're all colluding, working together with the federal government, with big tech, with the media to destroy Donald Trump and I think all Republican candidates. All right, let's see what else is happening here. You know, Dolly Parton did a show recently, and I think this was carried on, I believe, NBC. And I don't know how old Dolly Parton is. It has to be in her late 70s. And I, I just saw this. I had to print the story out. It was by uh, Billy Hollowell. I think I got this off Newsmax. But she has a song called Satan is Real. And we, we know that he is, obviously. So she performed this during a Christmas special last Thursday night during primetime television. She's not bashful about her about her faith, and nor should any of us Christians be. She's won Grammys. She's a fantastic a singer, and she's written one of the great songs of all time, I Will Always Love You, which Whitney Houston claimed for her own, but it's not her own. It's, uh, it's Dolly Parton's song. Anyway, she included uh, the tune in her Dolly Parton's Mountain Magic Christmas special on NBC. And she's been long outspoken about her faith. And Parton's tune is all about telling Satan to go to hell, with the lyrics repeating that refrain, among other chastisements. And I wish I had a, I, I had a copy of this song. I was going to play it. But anyway, she says, and I, I'm not going to sing it, but she says, take your wars and your politics, your lust and your greed and go to hell in a handbasket because heaven waits for me. You're a cheat. You're a liar. You're a scoundrel and a thief. And that's these, those things and more. And I don't think enough people realize, I don't think enough Christians realize that 
Satan really is out to not just destroy the nation, but destroy each one of us, destroy our relationships, destroy our marriages, our families. He is, he's a killer. He wants to destroy us. And she is, uh, and she let it all hang out. God bless her. She's got to be close to 80. Of course, Kenny Rogers, her longtime partner, singing partner, was, uh, died recently. But she said, my brothers and my sisters, I'm here to tell you that Satan is real. He is real. He's walking around amongst us, trying to destroy everything that's good and beautiful. He wants to break our hearts, our minds, destroy our dreams and plans. He wants to tear us up in little pieces, break us down, and send us straight to hell. And then she went on to say, God can do anything, including healing healing the sick, mending hearts, bringing souls to heaven. God bless her. We need more Dolly Pardons in the world. All right, let's see. Let's get an update on that Georgia Senate race. I know by the time you hear this, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a done deal. But Walker's extending his lead. He's extended it to fifty one point two percent to Raphael Warnock's forty eight point eight. So Walker's got a million one hundred ninety nine thousand, almost one one million two hundred thousand votes. Warnock one million one hundred forty four thousand. So Walker's up by fifty six thousand votes. He's extending his lead in that race, and it's important. You know, people would say, well, even if, if Walker wins, it's going to be 50-50 in the Senate. Kamala Harris will will break any tie. She is the president of the Senate. Every vice president it is. And that's true. But if let's say a Democratic senator is ill for whatever reason and can't vote uh, an important issue. I mean, they don't have the Democrats won't have the votes. There's always the, the possibility of that, that guy in West Virginia, uh, Joe Manchin, voting with our side. So, no, I'd rather be at 50-50 than 51-49. It's a good thing that Walker, if he wins. Now they just shifted again. Warnock's up 50.7 to 49.3. And he's up by Warnock by about 32,000 votes. This back and forth, 71% of the vote is in. The polls have closed. So we'll try to hang out here for a couple of minutes and uh, give you the – it may be decided by the time I finish this if my voice holds out. But it's uh, it's been a really long haul, that, that Georgia race. Of course, neither candidate got 50% on election night. They couldn't reach that threshold. So that was that's the reason there, there's a runoff this evening. And Warnock, getting all, he's getting all kinds of money, and he's got all the big, the big guns down there. Obama's been down there campaigning for him and other top Democrats. And who's campaigning for, for uh, Herschel Walker? I've seen him on a couple of TV shows with uh, Ted Cruz, but Trump's not down there. Of course, Trump is, he's damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. I mean, uh, I think if he goes down there and, and Walker winds up losing, they'll blame him, they'll blame Trump. And uh, and then if, if Walker wins, I'll say Trump tried to, to steal the limelight. So, I mean, Trump is in a, a no-win situation. On to the U.S. Supreme Court, a lot, a lot of attention being paid on some of these election results, especially the one in Georgia. But the U.S. Supreme Court heard oral arguments this week in a case centering on a web designer who has religious objections to making websites for homosexual couples. Lori Smith runs a company called 303 Creative, is based in Colorado, and Colorado has become ground zero for religious liberty cases, which in the state was made famous or infamous by its persecution of the cake baker, Jack Phillips. Anyway, during oral argument, the conservative justices appeared to be leaning toward uh, siding with Smith, one would hope, who has asserted that it violates her religious convictions to be forced. That's the operative word, forced. That's how the left operates. To make websites 
for sodomites, for homosexual marriages, basically. Nobody refers to them as sodomites sodomites, because that's politically incorrect, but I don't care. A couple of exchanges, and we don't have the audio. I did listen to it, and maybe by the weekend we'll we'll do a show, but I I find it interesting when lawyers aspar verbally. They're breaking down every word and the meanings of words, and I just find it really interesting. And Gorsuch is, you know, he's absolutely brilliant. I mean, that's why he's on the U.S. Supreme Court, although a couple of those characters on the, the on the high court are, are less than impressive. But anyway, the doublespeak from the uh, Solicitor General was <laughs> amazing. One writer put it this way, Colorado has created a system in which business owners can discriminate against religious people, but religious people are not allowed to observe their own beliefs in their everyday lives. The arbitrary distinction of quote-unquote status, simply a cheap excuse to legalize ideological hypocrisy. And uh, Neil Gorsuch just just picked apart the Solicitor General about Jack the Jack Phillips case. Gorsuch wasn't interested in hearing the nonsense from the Solicitor General. He basically said Phillips had been put through a re-education program for honoring his religious convictions. Now, the, the Solicitor General didn't like the, the terminolo- terminology, re-education camp, but that's what really what he, 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 he had to go through. Gorsuch is siding with, with the web designer. And that's the proper decision, given the basic tenets of of religious liberty that are at stake here. This is going on every day in this country. Attacks on our religious liberties, on our right to free speech, a right to own a firearm, you name it, it's under attack by the left. And, And that which they cannot get through the ballot box, they get through the courts. They get through judicial fiat. But the, uh, the the Supreme Court, the five conservative justices, I think, are going to side with this uh, woman in her, her battle against the uh, the LGBT community and the homosexuals. Hopefully, uh, they do. But the Jack Phillips case, that was decided four years ago. But the court chickened out, if you recall. They gave him a win on a technicality, but they didn't really get to the root cause of all this uh, this confusion. Phillips was harassed. Others are going to continue to be harassed unless the Supreme Court puts an end to this insanity with a decisive ruling on this web design case here in Colorado. I have a brother who wants to go to Colorado, and I think a sister who lives out there or did live out there, they love it. But, you know, the state's becoming really, really, if not blue, it's purple. It used to be deep red. But the, the liberals have moved out there. Some of these granola crunchers have moved out, and they're they're destroying the state. Let's uh, let's join one last time here. This race in Georgia, it is now fifty fifty. Walker is ahead by let's see, one million three hundred four thousand votes to one million three hundred one thousand for Warnock. So Walker's up by roughly three thousand votes. Seventy six percent of the vote has been counted. The polls have closed. We're going to know tonight who the next senator from Georgia is going to be, federal senator, and hopefully it's Herschel Walker. We've got to run. If you like what you heard, then hit like, because uh, we need likes. We need subscribers. Hit subscribe and hit share if you like the Pac-Man podcast. Listen to all the fine programming we have for you on the BMG Network. You can check out this program, which airs Wednesdays and sometimes on the weekends. My daughter Madeline with her show, The Essentials with Maddie Flint, uh, The Adrian Ross Show. The Age Sage, which is a new program we have for you. We have a couple of other new shows as well. Check it out, the bmgnetwork.com. If you want to contact me directly, email me, pacman, P-A-C-M-A-N, at 
thebmgnetwork.com. And if the Lord wills it, thanks for tuning us in as always. If the Lord wills it, we will talk to you soon. The Pac-Man Podcast was produced and edited in the BMG studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of the Pac-Man Podcast, go to thebmgnetwork.com or go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune in to the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flint. Thank you.